In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Still feeling good on a Monday after the Browns' gigantic victory over the Baltimore Ravens. There are a lot of little aftermath things here on a Monday to talk about. First of all, we want to thank everybody that's watching us on YouTube, even the haters. We love you, haters. Keep saying mean things about us because at least you're you're uh, chiming in. So, all right, let's do this. Let's start with uh, what that win meant yesterday as we sit here 24 hours later. Well, I, I mean, the, the win means that the Browns are officially in the divisional race now because had they lost, they were out. So they're in now. It sets up a massive showdown next weekend uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get into what this next weekend will do to reshape this entire divisional race or could do to reshape this entire divisional race. They basically stand pat as the playoff picture go. They are the sixth seed uh, in the AFC. Pittsburgh remains number five. And again, that's the tiebreaker from uh, was a week two when uh, the Browns lost in Pittsburgh. Um and Cincinnati is currently out of the playoff picture now by virtue of that loss to the Houston Texans, who now take over that number seven seed from the Bengals. So this is a big weekend. Ravens are going to play the Bengals, and the Browns are going to host the Steelers. Huge, huge weekend in the AFC North. But what that win does for them is it puts the Browns legitimately not only in the AFC North conversation, but Andy, I got to tell you, um, if Deshaun Watson can come – through this thing healthy, uh, I, I think this puts the Browns in the bigger picture too, as, as far as the conference goes, and maybe the Super Bowl because of how this defense is playing. It's not perfect. They give up yards, they give up points at times, but they make critical stops. Uh, you know, they're they're making plays when it matters most. So, um, hopefully, Browns fan is still enjoying doing something that rarely happens, and that is uh, beating the Ravens in Baltimore. Freddie Kitchens was the coach the last time the Browns won a game in the land of crab cakes. All right, Daryl, I know we're going to talk about it later, but let's just let's kind of dive into this AFC North thing because, okay. you know, when you look at the AFC North, is it the toughest division? Did the Browns just beat the best team in the AFC North? And now can you make the argument that the Browns are one of the best teams in the AFC North after that win? Oh, absolutely. You can make the argument that they're uh, look, I think this whole division is living up to the hype. Um, it's the only division in which every team has a winning record. Um, and I, I said going into the season, I thought Pittsburgh was going to finish last, but they were going to finish last with nine wins. But just I, I just I did not see any of these teams finishing uh, below 500 right now. It's looking like the Bengals might finish last. But again, this upcoming weekend is going to change that. But so let's 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 play fantasy land for a moment. Okay? okay, let's do it. Let's do a little fantasy land scenario here. Uh, it, it, Thursday night, we are all Cincinnati Bengal fans. Okay, yep. need, need the Bengals to beat the Ravens. If that happens, combined with the Browns beating the Steelers on Sunday at Cleveland Brown Stadium. For the first time since 2014, the Cleveland Browns will be in first place in the month of November. That's Hoyer, right? That's yeah, that's that's, that's Hoyer, we, and then Alex Mack getting hurt. That is what we need to have happen, Andy. Yeah, and I kind of want it to be better than that because if you go back and look at that season, everything was L's at the end. Well, here's yeah. the thing though. 
it is already better than that because the Browns are six and three. This would push them to seven and three, which would be their best start to a season through 10 games since the 1990s. Wow. Actually, and you know what? I I have I'll have to get my uh my uh Browns Bible out. Mm-hmm. I think you might it might not maybe even earlier than that. Um but but they uh, in the expansion era, they have never been 7 and 3 through 10 games. They were 6 and 4 and then 7 and 4. Remember they went to Cincinnati on that Thursday night and they won that game to go to 7 and 4 and that pushed them into first place. And then the geniuses in the front office at the time and, and running the marketing department decided to tell Mike Pettin, uh, we're going to start Johnny Manziel for the rest of the season. And we know uh, that everything went to hell in a handbasket after that. But um, so that's what we need to happen. Everybody needs to be the biggest Cincinnati Bengal fan possible Thursday night. Uh, need them to beat the Ravens. Because if that happens, and then the Browns beat the Steelers, by the way, I think will happen. I think the Browns beat the Steelers. Wait, why are the Browns beating the Steelers this week? Take me to that. Uh, take me down that road. I still feel like they're the better team. I still feel like the Browns are a better football team than Pittsburgh. Um, and I just gut feeling. Beyond that, Andy, if you're looking for logic from me, most of my predictions are based on gut feelings, and most of my predictions tend to come true. Uh, with the exception of yesterday, I had the Browns losing 27-26. I thought mm-hmm. they were going to lose a heartbreaker in Baltimore because I, I thought it was going to come down to the very end and the Ravens were going to do basically do what the Browns did and kick a walk-off field goal. By the way, can we mm-hmm. talk about just how bat bleep crazy uh, this this week was? Five, in the NFL or just there? You no, know, in the yeah. NFL, five walk-off field goals for wins? Like, how wild is that? Almost as wild as the number of college coaches that were fired this weekend. (laughs) It was a crazy weekend for a lot of weird stuff. I mean, the Michigan stuff was weird. Um, The Browns game itself was weird because, you know, how easy it would have been to walk out of that Browns game and go, oh, my God, that was a horrible game. I got to tell you, that was one of the most entertaining games. It was I mean, that that was a ride at Cedar Point. You were (laughs) up, you were down, you were up, you were down. Beginning of the game, you sat there and you're like, oh, man, they are not winning this game. Here yeah. we go again. This is the same stuff we saw at Baltimore. Or worse yet, you feel like, oh, it's the playoff win at Pittsburgh, except we're on the other side of this. Oh, and you know the word I want to use. I, I mean, you know, I, it really was. And, and like, that entire fourth quarter was just breathing into a paper bag the whole time. Oh, I, I could – I when they went to kick the game-winning field goal, I looked at um, – I, I I I said to myself, I can't watch for a second. It was almost like I was a kid. You know, my dad and I would sit in the room when Don Cockroft had a chance to kick a game winner when right. I was a kid. And I remember just being in the living room. And I was I remember getting up right before he went to go make a kick. And my dad was like, sit down. Like, my dad never really yelled at me at all. And yeah. maybe that's why I was so spoiled when I was a kid. But he wasn't a big yeller. And he didn't, you know, when he wanted something done, you just did it. And he didn't even think twice. And, right. And, uh, like, I remember getting up. And Don Cockroft was about to make a kick. And my dad started yelling at me. He goes, you sit down. We don't change seats when Don Cockroft kicks. If he made one and you were sitting there before, you better continue to sit there. And I was like, yes, sir. Superstition. And he hit it. And he hit it. So, And this was one of those moments when, uh, you know, I I, I just, I looked at it and I looked at um, Jamal White. I'm like, I can't watch. And he's like, are you crazy? And I go, all right. So I watched. 
And when it went through, I was just pumped, man. I was screaming at the TV on the pick six. So pumped. I mean, it's just, it's so good to feel like a fan sometimes. That You know, we sit in the press box all the time. I hate it. I'm not going to lie. Because Andy Baskin from Cleveland can't can't stand. Andy Baskin from Cleveland is still bummed that he was sitting in the press room when the Cavaliers won the championship next to Brian Winhorst. Right. And I heard other reporters screaming. They were going crazy, yelling, because the Cavs had won in the press room. Yeah. And I just about yelled. And Wendy looked at me and he's like, dude. And I go, you're right. And I couldn't yeah. do anything. So and that's why I, I just, I love watching the game. Like Daryl, if you and I just watched the game in a room, I'd be the happiest guy on earth. Then yeah. go get post game afterwards. I, um, so I wrote out, I had the X post ready to go. Right. I, I had it all typed out, uh, before he, before they attempted the kick. I, I was worried that I jinxed it because I had, like, every, I had because the, of you. I had the entire post, you know, out Dustin Hopkins, 40 yard field goal <laughs> final. In all caps, Browns, 33, you know, six and three, Ravens, 31. They are now seven and three. And all I had to do, it was just set to all I had to do is hit send. Right. And I was frantically, you know, trying to write my headline for my brownie bites and everything like that. And really kind of reverse a lot of stuff because like they were down that whole freaking game. So they only led for what less than a point of a second. Yeah, yeah, a tenth of a second. One tenth of a second. That's a it. Tenth of a second. They they trailed for the entire. Well, actually, they trailed for all but twenty point one seconds. Because twenty seconds into the game, it was tied. Pick six, right? So now they're down, and so yeah, like they didn't and, lead for any part of the game. No, they didn't lead. And yeah. and so, I, but I. That's why it took me so long to post my brownie bites after the game because I had to rewrite the entire tone of everything that I had written. Because, well, I mean, had they lost, it was not, it, I was going to be pretty negative because of all the mistakes and the turnovers and Deshaun wasn't all that good and things like that, especially in the first half. They dug themselves another hole that they couldn't dig out of and, and, and think and all that. But I needed to, I needed to change the tone because it was one of the most magnificent significant wins for this franchise since 1999 that has put them in a position now with, uh, you know, eight games to go for them to be able to do something that they've not done since 1989. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. We are going to hand out game balls next. And we'll also talk about Deshaun Watson's health. Those are all straight ahead on it's always game day in Cleveland. 